Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. This is Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and there is a reason you're listening to this podcast at this time. Patricia Ordaz in the house, a credible portfolio for good, student leader, MSU Denver alumni, uh, rocking it in the history books by serving big as such a young woman. Patricia, welcome to our show. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a great honor to be here. Well, I asked the MSU Denver alumni office, who are some of your coolest grads and what great things are they doing in the world? And they just went crazy, crazy nuts. Number one on the list. You got to meet Patricia. She rocked it when she was on campus and she has had an incredible career of really, really coming up in the ranks of serving the world through government and through some really cool jobs. But um, I like to kind of tell the backstory first, because a lot of people that listen to the podcast, they look at you and your cool job in DC and they say, that Patricia, I was so easy for her. She just like walked into everything. So I love to tell your story. So um, what is it from your past? Tell a little bit about growing up and like maybe some of the influences that made you make the choices that have helped you get to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you for sharing the kind words from the MSU Denver um, alumni um, and career services folks. I really appreciate it. Um, so you know, taking you all the way back to when I was younger. So I was actually born in Mexico, Mexico City, and brought uh, to to Colorado by my parents when I was the age of six. Um, I grew up undocumented. So when I came here, I um, did not have a social security number. I was an immigrant and um, growing up uh, in that, in a mixed family, uh, status family as well. I had younger brothers who were born here in the United States, so they were U.S. citizens. And um, at, in middle school, my uh, my mother became a single mother. Um, um, help, you know, and that was a very challenging time for for my family because my mom worked two to three jobs. I was the caregiver for my younger brothers at the time; they were um, just turning four years old. So, you know, I took that kind of um, role as a, a uh, obviously not a full time parent, but those kind of like parent um, activities at that age. And um, throughout high school, I did struggle a lot um, academically, um, just through trying to handle my uh, my siblings. And also at the age of 15, I got a job in helping my family out um, as well. And um, throughout that time in high school, I wanted to go to college. I wanted uh, to do something in law just because I, I found it interesting. Um, I can't really pinpoint what specifically at that time, but um, uh, I wasn't, no, but nobody encouraged anything like that. And it was through me getting involved in high school as um, in student clubs where um, kind of like my idea of going into um, into college came from. I led, I was a president of a diversity club and at Metro was, at MSU Denver uh, was hosting the higher education, um, a higher education diversity summit. 
And through that, I met some of the wonderful people and instructors and um, uh, administrators at MSU Denver. And uh, one of them was like, why don't you come here? You should come here. You, the time I had literally skipped um, uh, class in high school to come to the Higher Education University <laughs> Summit. And they're like, you're obviously very passionate about this and, and you uh, have a drive for this you should come so I ended up applying to uh, MSU Denver because of that and uh, was uh, very lucky and honored to have been accepted and uh, you know that allowed me to restart uh, myself I would say going from someone who again in high school wasn't achieving um, uh, wasn't achieving uh, academically to you know getting involved on campus at MSU Denver and uh, finding a passion towards uh, public policy and government. Well, it, I totally get that because I'm looking at it from being a mom of a daughter that just high school academics was just never her thing. She didn't find really her niche and she's in her first year of college and we just can take a very big breath and a happy amen. She's in her first year of college in fashion design and she said, mom, a lot of the kids are not working hard. And a lot of the kids, you know, are not doing the work, but I am doing the work and I really like it. And it's really hard. And she's super passionate about fashion design. And I think that that's something for everybody who's listening. When you think like, well, how do I know where I'm going to go? Well, I think uh, Patricia brought up a really good point, which is you start with what gets you fired up? What is that, that passion? And uh, I want to call you out for all that great love and work you did in your family for taking care of your brothers, because, you know, that's no easy thing to be a kid and to be helping and to be working so young. Um, I too started working like when I was 15. And you know, had to pay for my college. There was no messing around. I was a Midwest kid and I got by choices of a state school like you. I wish I had uh, an anchor institution like MSU Denver in Indianapolis, Indiana when I was your age, because there's so many cool programs there. I just, I just want to go back to college in my sixties. I think that's going to be really fun. So and MSU Denver is definitely there. I mean, we have folks I'm like going into my, <laughs> my okay. speech of when I used to be a but anyway. Yes, you can. You can be an ambassador again. And and what I love too about the diversity of the campus is diversity in everything, age diversity, uh, situation in life diversity, veterans, um, people that are experiencing homelessness are all welcome on campus and everybody finds their place, which I just think is fantastic. So you you were the bold one to go to MSU Denver. Did your siblings follow in your footsteps? Were you a role model for them? Um, did they get the college bug? Um, so for I mean for me when I was uh, you know pursued to when I wanted to go um, to college and I decided to go and when I was there and um, working really hard at all, at something very new, I was first generation college students, obviously. Uh, my parents actually had never graduated from, even from high school. So, um, you know, I definitely wanted to set that example for my younger siblings and um, be that role model. And 
also, you know, so thankful for having that experience too, to be able to help them navigate that entire um, college process experience at this time for them. They are interested in taking a gap year. Uh, this past year having been uh, due to the uh, pandemic, um, they're, you know, they're interested in kind of seeing what they wanted to do. And um, it's been tough for younger, um, uh, for those students as well in high school to do virtual school. So I think that they're a little bit exhausted after doing that. And it's likely that some, you know, colleges they're looking at uh, will be continuing that. Um, but, you know, I, I've i always, like I said, I'm always in contact with them, always uh, supportive of what they're uh, doing. And, um, you know, I, I tell them and I remind them, like, I went straight from high school to college and that was what's best for me and that worked out well. Doesn't mean that every single person needs to do that. And uh, I know that because, you know, I went to Missouri Denver, plenty of people who didn't go straight from uh, high school to, to um, college. And, you know, you just kind of have to find what you're passionate about. And then if that requires higher education, you go and pursue right. that. Or you go back. You know, I look at, uh, since I'm looking at it from 40 years um, in front of you, it, it's fun to know that I can go back and do something that I don't have to have as a job. I don't have to have as a career. I can learn about wine. I can um, explore. I would like to take the jewelry classes and learn how to solder and make my own beautiful jewelry, which I know sounds crazy, but I would have always wanted to do it. And yeah, I just might do that in my 60s because I can. And uh, MSU Denver is is just such a, a welcoming and loving place to do that. So um, we're going to take a quick break and be back and then talk about what happened after Metropolitan State University in Denver because your career has been so much fun. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Boost Power Podcast. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. And we're back. So tell us now, because I've kind of made everybody wait for the super fun. So because you got involved in campus, I know you were very noticed as a really talented, passionate young leader. So tell us a little bit about um, working for Senator Bennett and then how your um, amazing adventure career has taken off. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So when, uh, like you mentioned, I got very involved in in, in college at MSU Denver. I became student body president, served there. And during that time, um, you know, a lot of folks had approached me about doing an internship in Washington, D.C. through the Congressional Hispanic Caucus Institute um, Congressional Internship Program. And I actually had, uh, I flew out to D.C. at the time when I was a student to uh, one of their conferences, and I met with several uh, individuals who had done the internship program as well, fellowships, um, felt different fellows, and um, you know, I kind of got a perspective of what DC was, and really uh, fell in love with it. So, 
Uh, when I went back to uh, Denver to finish up my studies, I uh, decided to apply to the internship program and I got it. And uh, that started in the fall of 2015. I got placed in um, my Colorado Senator, uh, United States Senator uh, Michael Bennett's office at the time. And uh, the first day and the first week I was there, I just fell in love with what I was doing at the time. I was literally just answering constituent phone calls, people who were uh, calling with their concerns and their issues um, that they were seeing in Colorado. And I've just felt so connected because that was my community. Those were the people that, you know, I, um, that I grew up around and, 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 you know, were experiencing similar, um, some of the things to me. So um, when an opportunity came up to be able to continue serving in that office, I, um, I accepted it. And, um, you know, the rest is then history. I uh, worked my way up. I decided that I wanted to work on uh, policy. So I took a legislative track here on um, Capitol Hill and um, worked on healthcare at the beginning of 2017. Um, so it was at the beginning of the uh, Trump administration, me being a Democrat in a Democratic office. That was, um, you know, a, a learning experience for sure. And, um, and working on during a, a very important time as well for a Senator who was championing healthcare issues. This um, was a great honor during the, uh, the fight for, against repealing the Affordable Care Act. Um, you know, being in the actual Senate office when Senator McCain came up down to the um, to the Senate floor and put his thumb down saying, I'm not gonna vote for this. Um, you know, having different moments and um, peaks like that uh, within that office, definitely cherished greatly. And um, through my work there, I, um, was able to reconnect with uh, with my immigrant story and and working on immigration issues for the senators. So um, I was very passionate, and I decided that I wanted to um, specialize and get an expertise in immigration policy. So when an opportunity came up to go and serve for then senator, obviously now Vice President Kamala Harris's office, I um, I, I went and, and did that, and she was a champion on immigration um, issues. She was served on both committees of jurisdiction. So she had a lot of um, influence in immigration policy. And um, that was just an opportunity that I needed to go and uh, take advantage of to you know, advance my interests and connect with the, um, again, with my just background and experience and bring that to that, to, uh, to her in that office. Well, and as much as working for Senator Bennett probably was awesome, I think it's so cool as a young dynamic woman, you got to work for a dynamic woman, really, you know, breaking the crazy ways that anything has ever been done and just trying to bring her own gifts to the world. And it's very exciting that you could be a part of that and that you could um, be on the front lines to watch such an exciting time for so many of those issues, but also such an exciting time for her personally. Um, and then were you, how late, long were you still in her office through her run for president and then through the campaign? And then when did you move on to your next, and we'll have to tell everyone your new exciting things. Sure. So I um, started in her office in July of 2019. So she was still campaigning for president at the time. And um, and so when I was there, when she ended her presidential campaign and then um, 
you know, I started actually working on um, some of her judiciary issues as well as during the past this past year. Um, so when impeachment happened, I began to help out um, her efforts on all sorts of different issues that um, were very important and came to light during the, this past year. And um, once her, when she was announced for um, vice president, I continued to work in her office, and I was actually one. You know, I ended my my time um, in her office in the very last day. So, you know, our staff got together and we had a Zoom um, a meeting. And uh, um, you know, prior to that, she had done you know a staff phone call with everyone, just thanking everyone for their work and um, ensuring that you know, that what uh, whatever we were looking for, that she was always going to be there. And it's just like very thankful. And um, and so when I ended, so I ended my time right two days was her resignation prior to um, her inauguration. So that was the last day. And then currently I'm still um, employed through the Secretary of the Senate. So here on the Hill, once you end your term with a Senator who either retires or uh, loses uh, their uh, race or in this wonderful case moves on to be Vice President, um, uh, you still um, get paid. And so right now I'm, uh, currently serving as the vice president of the Congressional Hispanic Staff Association. And I just actually started my term today. Um, so I'm excited for that. And, and through that, I am um, looking at kind of like my next landing spot. Right. And so this role that you're in right now, is it a full-time gig, like a job? Or is it something that you'll do? And then also you can look around and find another full-time job. Yeah, so this is a, um, I mean, obviously for me, it's a full-time job, but yes, it is a, uh, an, uh, is a, is a professional organization, which I'm a part of. And um, while I'm, I'm involved in, in this role, I can also be uh, able to find another um, job. Awesome. So as you look into your future, the passion is what woke you up to leave a day of school. I love that. I skipped a day of high school so I could go to MSU Denver and be involved in a really cool thing. And then passion caused you to get into leadership and to serve your fellow students at MSU Denver. And then passion about issues and your your upbringing and the, the issues that are really true to you brought you along through this great service. So as you look going forward, Patricia, you know, what it, what does it look like? Like, what is your dream, your big, your big dream? Do you want to um, one day walk into the White House and um, lead this nation? We're so excited to see women. I, okay, I'm speaking for myself. We, the global we, of women are so excited to see women, young women who are getting the experience they need, you know, to serve really big. So what is your biggest, wildest, craziest dream? <laughs> um, well, that, I mean, I, that would be uh, an honor to be able to do that for sure. Um, you know, as I shared, I am an immigrant. So I, because I, you know, was not born in the United States, I'm unable to serve in that capacity. But I think for, for me personally, you know, my, um, it, it's difficult to say, you know, what my biggest dream is because it, um, because I don't, um, I just kind of see my path as, as I go, you know, I see, you know, doors opening up and whenever, um, you know, 
and with and that help with my mentors and just and then talking and chatting about you know what's best for me I kind of uh, continue on that journey and um, so I it's it's interesting because here I came with like a very you know when I was in, in college I had like a uh, I thought I had it all planned out I was like you know, I'm going to graduate, I'm going to, I want to go, I'm going to do this internship, but then, you know, I want to go to law school, and I want to practice law, and that is my way of um, thinking that I could help, you know, my um, immigrant community, and, um, you know, coming here to DC, it made me open my eyes um, to what more you could be able to do, you know, in, in um, to help your community, and uh, what other aspects there are available or um, other roles that you can take on. So, you know, at this time I do see myself here in DC long-term and wherever that takes me, um, I'm excited to go. Um, but it's a, it's a difficult question for well, sure. It's, there's and, not, um, there doesn't have to be an answer. And there's one program though, I, I hope they're still doing because when I was your age, I was really interested in it. Have you heard of the White House Fellowship Program? Yes. So do me a favor, okay, and go be a White House fellow for me, because I never got to do it. But I always thought it sounded like the coolest program, because although it's an internship, it's really for young professionals just kind of coming in to their careers. And uh, I dreamed that I always wanted to do that. And I had started my business when I was young, and they sent me a letter and said something like, um, you're too young. And then um, by the time I had that kind of time to do it, they said, you're too old. <laughs> so I'm like, darn, I'm just being the White House fellow. So maybe Patricia will be the White House fellow for all of us here in Colorado and all your MSU Denver alumni will be cheering for you because I think anything you put your mind to, I am sure that you are going to do that really well. Um, okay, listen, girlfriend talk. What is it like living in D.C.? Because I always wanted to go do an internship for my senator and I was from Indiana and I never did it. And um, a few of my friends worked in the White House over the years and different administrations, but I never got to do it. So what's it like being a young woman living in DC? Um, well, pre-COVID, um, it is, um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a great experience for sure. There are a lot of young professionals here. So a lot of people around the, the same age from a lot of different um, places, backgrounds, um, experiences. Um, so it is a, uh, it's a, a small town too. A lot of people, you know, you're going to be interacting with and just know. And um, it's a lively city. Again, you know, pre-COVID, um, you know, there's different areas in DC where people go and hang out. There's a culture of going to happy hour a lot or uh, receptions on Capitol Hill uh, were a really big deal. So, um, you know, there are certain states that would sponsor them as well. And uh, there was like a, at one point, even um, I think uh, Senator Bennett's office wanted to do like a taste of Colorado, or you know where folks would come in. So it is a a great place, and there's always opportunity. There's always people wanting to help you professionally as well, and just know you personally. Um, it is as long as you obviously open up yourself to that, and um, and um, you know. Uh, take an interest in the activities that are happening around you. There's always some kind of festival. There's always um, some type of um, event, whether it be um, concert or even just uh, on the mall. So it is a it's a great place for sure, and I really have enjoyed living here. Well, when I was in my 
20s and 30s, I had some clients in Washington, D.C., so I used to get to fly into Reagan in the day, way before mm-hmm. there was, you know, barely any TSA, anything, and uh, always loved the cool restaurant scene, always loved just going down to the mall, going to the Lincoln Memorial, looking down the mall, sitting there and just really appreciating America and um, and just what a beautiful capital city it, it is. And and uh, I'm just so glad you're having fun there. And I'm just kind of reliving my childhood thinking about you. Um, we're going to draw a card. I warned you from the Dream Big Live Big deck. And they're just miscellaneous questions that are really easy. You can't do them wrong. I really appreciate you sharing your story today. So, you know, you just get a random question. You're going to see it before me. Oh, and you got the be possible angel. So (laughs) she says, what is possible for you? Patricia, what is possible for you? It's kind of what we were just talking about. What do you think is possible for you? Well, now that, um, you know, having shared my, uh, my story and up to what, you know, I'm I'm doing today. Obviously, the sky is the limit. Everything, anything, and everything is possible. And um, you know, I and like I said, I definitely rely on the folks that support me, mentor me, and um, you know, they're cheering me on. And um, so thankful for also, you know, the opportunities to share my story, like on here, and um, all the support from MSU Denver. So, with all of that everything's definitely possible. Oh my gosh. And if you're listening to this today, you definitely picked the right episode. Uh, You have a wonderful graduate of our anchor institution here in Denver, Colorado, Metropolitan State University of Denver, an incredible place to just find your passion and your purpose and be surrounded by incredible people that will help you in incredible opportunities to get involved and to spread your wings and to just try things. And look what happened with Patricia. She got in she got involved. She found her passion and her purpose. She went on to create, it's just such a, a vibrant young woman, such a, an interesting and, and um, varied career of serving in so many issues that she cares about and she's experienced. And now who knows? anything is possible. Um, We have so enjoyed having you on Boost Power Podcast today. And thank you for all of you that are listening. These are very special episodes with MSU Denver alumni and faculty and students that we're really trying to talk about that uh, importance of education, that it really opens up the doors to anything. And this is such a great example of a wonderful journey. And you now you have this all your friends here. So you call me when something big happens and then we'll do another episode like Patricia too, the next cool thing. And uh, cause who knows where you can end up next and um, who knows what you're going to choose to do. And I hope if you come back to Denver, we can definitely um, have a coffee or a tea or a walk around the campus. It would be so fun to meet you in person. I would love that. And thank yeah. you all for listening to boost power podcast. We are here for everyone to just plug in, plug in and get some ideas hear some stories, get some positive energy, and know, as Patricia said, anything is possible. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and we are weekly, so we are happy to fill up your agenda with everything that is good. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. 
We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.